Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. You have arrived at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking, hostess with the mostest of Black in the Garden. Hey, Soil Cousins, it's your girl, Cola B. Talking, the hostess with the mostest of the Black in the Garden podcast. And thank you for tuning in because we always start by giving thanks and showing some gratitude for the OG Soil Cousins. Now, if you're new, then I'm going I'm to explain it all, what, what Soil Cousins even are. But um, OG is just a reference to uh, indicate tenure. Okay, um, it is in, in a reference to someone who has been doing something for a while, you know, or maybe a, a later generation of someone that uh, began. Roll with it. So if you're an OG soil cousin, then that just means that you've been listening since the beginning. If you are a new soil cousin, maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you've heard a few episodes and you're still getting acclimated. And you know what? I love that for you. And you are welcome. So I'm glad that you're listening. And the Black in the Garden experience is very simple. It's hosted by me, Cola B. Talking. Today, it's just going to be me. Just a quick little catch up and... um just kind of re what is the word recalibrating and realigning and just sharing my excitement with you for uh season five as we're getting ready to get into that in the next few weeks so very much excited about that but black people in horticulture that's really what black people and horticulture and horticulture is the broadest term that I can find which is just an indication of an interest in or a specialization in plants, all right? And we just don't have enough representation of Black people specifically involved in the horticultural space, not just from a media perspective, but from the actual perspective of like the horticultural, the professional horticultural field and things like that. Um, it's a very white space. And if you are white and you're listening, you're welcome as well. And you should definitely share this with other white people because y'all really just need to understand <laughs> some things that you can only understand if you are tuned in to the voices of people like myself who are sharing the Black experience. Um, but, you know, do so with thoughtfulness and um, find ways to use your privilege, which is your superpower, to amplify the voices of other people like myself. Whether we're talking about plants or not, it doesn't matter. So if you look into the show notes or the episode notes, if you don't know what that is, it's just basically you had to click on something, you had to tap something in order to get to hear what you're hearing now. So if you go back to that and you expand the description, then you will see a few details about, you know, like the title of the show and whatever relevant links I've shared. And the links that are always present in the episode notes 
are giving information about how to support the show. This is an independently produced production. I am the producer and it's it's pretty lit, you know, until <laughs> until it's not. <laughs> but for the most part, I I really enjoy this from speaking me sitting standing or whatever I'm doing, me just speaking is just the beginning. There's just so much um, love and labor that goes into making Black in the Garden, that goes into making any podcast that you may enjoy uh, behind the scenes. And with all that love and labor, a lot of times it is unseen, thankless, and just not, not supported even. And so there are ways to support, whether it be monetarily or not, and all of those details are in the show notes. So you have the options. So while we're talking about it, let's just talk about it. Because let me let me be transparent, okay? I'm not always so good at talking about ways to support. And maybe it's because I'm a little bit shy about it. Not because I don't think that I deserve support. Uh, not because I don't <laughs> need support. But some of us have an easier time talking about some things than other things. So let's just get straight into it. If you want to support monetarily, you have so many options from uh, just straight up sending me a cash app or sending a, what is it, PayPal donation or becoming a patron so that you can uh, set up a monthly recurring uh, set amount that you can contribute that in all of these things make it possible for things like editing and marketing and everything that it takes to make not just make a podcast like physically or you know um mechanically or whatever but also to make a podcast great i'm about greatness so that's where things like marketing comes in. That's where things like merch come in. And that goes in two categories because merch counts towards marketing, but it takes resources to create merch. Do you see, are you following along? So it takes resource, resources to create merch, but at the same time, when you purchase merch, Guess what you're doing? Supporting the movement. And we love that. We love support. So those are just a couple few ways <laughs> that you can support monetarily. Um, Non-monetary ways. Let's talk about that. First of all, share. Sharing is something that you should do every time you listen to a voice that resounds with you. And especially if you know that you are enjoying yourself and you know that you are um, benefiting from what I'm offering to you, which is huh, so much, but we're getting there. We're getting into all of that. We're getting into talking about the plants, the farms, the gardens, the all things botanical. And so um, let's continue. So non-monetary ways to support once again, besides sharing, you know what I'm getting ready to do is really go forth in a very big way into the world and talk, in, well, not talk, let me be more specific, speak 
and take on more speaking engagements, more hosting engagements. And yeah, I do know that there are variants out there. I still am keeping my eye on what's happening with COVID and trying to um, make whatever necessary adjustments around safety. But you know, so much is happening in the virtual space now that um, it makes it possible for, it makes more things possible really because we, we can eliminate all of the logistics around having to go to places physically. So I'm saying all that to say, because let me stay on the point, uh, is I'll be doing more speaking engagements, but with your help, I will be able to reach some places that perhaps I didn't know to reach out to or that I did not know would be happy to host me. So if you are in academia, and you would like to um, have me speak with your class or connect me with a professor in a way where a uh, speaking engagement can be booked, then let's talk about that. Um, that is worth an email. And my email address is listed in the notes. It is hello at blkinthegarden.com. So I'm very much looking forward to more speaking engagements because that is a way um, those paid engagements really help me with uh, sustaining the business of Black in the Garden, which is an LLC, an actual whole limited liability company? Or is it corp? I should know what the C stands for. But... <laughs> Let's just have a little bit of fun. If you want to just, you know, correct me on that, send me a text message because you can reach out to me at 833-819-3926. That is 833-819-3926. Save that number. You're going to want to text me and I'm going to want to text you back. And that is that, okay? Getting into 2022 and the ways to support and sustain the podcast that is Black in the Garden uh, going forth into 2022 and beyond. I hope it's a good one. Really hope it's a good one. That's really the best that we can do is hope and continue to be encouraged and continue to be inspired. And that is priority for me is encouragement and inspiration. So you're welcome. You are welcome in advance. I'll just let you know you are welcome to it by continuing to listen and share and support. You are welcome. And one more thing that's worth mentioning that I am very excited about is an opportunity to not only support and amplify the podcast, but to also benefit yourself uh, by becoming an affiliate for Black in the Garden. As I mentioned, we have merch and what that merch consists of at this point in time is the Forest Black in the Garden t-shirts, which are very lovely and stylish and are available at blkinthegarden.com. We also have the gym that, it, that I'm so super incredibly proud of, which is the Black in the Garden coloring experience. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But the Black in the Garden coloring experience is the physical representation in coloring book form of Black Botanical Excellence. It features uh, about 13 of the guests that have been featured on the Black in the Garden podcast. Depending on what platform you're listening on, you can actually see 
this beautiful art that has been designed by our resident uh, graphic designer, Paula Champagne, who created that cute logo uh, with me. That's me with a background uh, that's blue if you see it in color. And it is me holding a fern. And that's actually what's on the cover of the Black in the Garden coloring experience. But the, I call it a coloring experience because it's more than just a book. It is an experience. And this book is, a, is the other merch option that is available in the shop. But let's stay on track and let's get into what affiliate ship means. It's very simple. You like the things that I do, okay? You like the, you are supportive of the Black in the Garden movement and you want to benefit from spreading the word. You get a cut of every sale that happens after you sign up to become an affiliate and the link is in the show notes. To be specific, it's 20%. And at this point, our coloring books are listed at $10 a piece. So for every coloring book that you are able to um, promote and have purchased by your community, whether that be your school, your place of work, your family members, um, church, and there's so many ways that you can really engage and share the products that we have available, uh, the merch that we have available, and be able to also receive a weekly payout of 10% of as much as you are able to, you know, sell to your community. So I think that's tremendous. And uh, there's not too many podcasts that I listen to that provide such an opportunity, but I'm so excited to be able to provide that opportunity to my soil cousins because one thing that I like more than winning is helping other people to win. So just take a look at the notes so that you can get the link that will get you into affiliate ship in no time. All right. So that's that on that. And support is just, it means everything to an independently produced production <laughs> like this. So let's just get into where we've been and what has been going on. Here we are on day two of Kwanzaa at the time of this recording. You probably very likely are listening from the future. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> you're very likely listening from the future. And um, no matter when you're listening, the principle of the second day of Kwanzaa being Kuji Chigalia. And I hope that I'm not saying that too wrong, but uh, that is the principle of self-determination. And so when I ask the question, why do I even bother? It is literally because I have self-determination, the determination of self the determination that can only come from me, that can only come from within to plant a seed and to nurture it and watch it grow into what I've seen this grow into 
and um, very, very much uh, encouraged and inspired and determined to keep that going. So that is the answer to the question. Why do I even bother? That is why. But let's just dig a little bit deeper and consider uh, the origin of Black in the Garden, which is, let's just recall one particular experience. Once upon a time, story time, once upon a time, I was a rideshare driver. We don't need to get into the name of the company because I don't think that that is relevant. Um, and also for other reasons that are personal, but let's stay on track. So I remember when I decided that that was something that I was going to do. And I was in Atlanta. It was approximately 2018 into 2019. And I remember thinking, wow, okay, so many people that I can meet along the way. So many folks that are that I will be coming into contact with. And these are people that I will have conversations with if they're open to it. Um, because of course, you know, not everybody wants to talk to a strange person who is driving them somewhere. Totally get that and always respectful of that when I was in that position. But for the most part, that was my training ground. That was literally me practicing and conversation and really finding ways to engage people who don't know me, right? And in that experience of engaging everybody who came into um, the car with me as I was, you know, their driver, I was warm and engaging and enthusiastic about having them having their company and just you know asking them about themselves and just kind of practicing interviewing but <laughs> because I knew that that was something that I was getting ready to do and this was either before I think this was around the time when I knew that I was going to do this show but I did not know exactly what was going to become of it or, or anything like that. But I was received very positively. And there were so many times where, because I didn't just start talking to people and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm about to start a podcast or da, 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 da. I didn't talk like that. I just was in the moment being very present and really like genuinely being interested in what anybody who I was conversing with was discussing with me. But there would be several times when I would be asked, you know, well, do you have a show? Like, why don't you have a show? You should definitely be doing something like that. I would listen to that. I would love to hear more from you. And I remember how nervous that used to make me. <laughs> Even though I know that I was being intentional about kind of like testing, testing out my interviewing skills and my personability skills. Is that a word? We make words up sometimes. So just rock with it. But that experience was that was a very intentional part of me kind of setting myself up for being in the position that I currently am in right now. And it's not something that I've ever really shared publicly, but it's something, there's just so much that I did 
in hindsight, there are so many things that I was doing personally and so many ways that I was incorporating elements that I am currently utilizing in this production that was helping me to do this in a way that makes sense, in a way that is resounding. So that was important to me to be like, oh yeah, let's let's get back into the why of how this got started and why we're even doing this. Because if I'm honest, in the time that I took between the last episode and speaking to you right now, there was a bit of trepidation. Oh, there's a lot to that. Um, best way I can explain it would be, imagine having planted a seed and or you know started a plant or even purchased a plant and knowing that it could potentially grow into something really amazing knowing that it could potentially produce an abundant harvest and knowing <laughs> that there is a certain amount of um dedication and intention that needs to uh, go towards that thing in order to get it to grow to that point. And then imagine kind of freaking out a little bit and like leaving it alone <laughs> or just overthinking it. That's accurate as well. Overthinking it to the point where you're like, I don't know if I should just water it or like not water it. Maybe I should put some more fertilizer on it. Um, should I give it more sun? Should I give it less sun? And maybe moving it around and just not being, not being resolute, not being specific about saying, you know what, I'm going to do what I know to do. I'm going to continue to uh, help the growth that I've already enjoyed as part of the experience of growing this seed or nurturing this plant into something that is bigger and, and more incredible and, and amazing. That's been my experience over the last few weeks. Not sure why. I have some ideas, but you know, it would take me forever to sit up here and try to explain all of that. But just know that <laughs> as as many as much as I know that I am destined for nothing but greatness with this platform, I am also somewhat anxious about it. And so it got to the point where I was just silent. And I'm not gonna even say that I regret that because in the time that I was overthinking and sitting and marinating. I was also understanding some things better and recognizing some things that I can do differently and do better and just really getting intentional and focused on what I'll do next instead of getting frustrated about what I didn't do. <laughs> Who does that? You know, I mean, I, all of us, it's a very human thing. But just full disclosure, full transparency, because that's important around here, is to lay it all out and to let it be known that, hey, sometimes we all struggle. Sometimes we all falter. It's still a pandemic, unfortunately. And um, there's just so much going on to the point where 
at some point I even recognized, you know what? I, I got a bag full of excuses. And every time I feel anything less than positive, it's like I was digging into my bag of excuses and saying, well, this is a reason why I cannot. And self-awareness is a, an incredible tool. And I pulled that tool out of my toolbox and I said, you know what you're doing right now? You're digging into your excuses bag and you need to get out of it. So that was a little bit more than I intended to share. But I believe that that is worth sharing because that's realness. And it's not for nothing. Me saying that, it is absolutely for the purpose of encouraging anybody who is similarly dealing, struggling, if you will, to know that you don't have to. If you are struggling, you are, you're not alone. I am absolutely there with you and I can understand and I can relate. And if you are relating and you're nodding your head right now, then I really, really want to hear more from you about what's going on because, hey, what if we could just support each other? So once again, check the notes for the number if you need to reference that later. But if you can write it down right now or if you can put it in your phone, the number to um, speak back and to respond is 833-819-3926. You can text us. You could text as much as you want, you know, don't blow it up to an unreasonable extent. But um, in the world of podcasting, there is not a like talk back button. <laughs> There's not a real time engagement that is happening. There's so much of me talking into a thing in a room by myself, in a quiet room, preferably. Uh, by myself and not getting real-time feedback. So I cannot emphasize enough how much I truly do want to hear back from you, especially via text at that number that I just provided that's in the notes. You can send an email if you prefer. That's fine. It's totally fine. The email address, I already mentioned it, that is in the show notes. But um, just solidarity here and letting you know, listen, if you were struggling, honey, I am as well. <laughs> But I have um, I have taken up the mantle of Kuji Chigalia, that self-determination. Remember that? And I said, you know what? I'm a power through. And not only am I going to push through and continue to push forward, but I'm also going to share a little bit of how it's been a struggle for me. There's something about knowing that great things are in store and getting into that bag of um, self-sabotage and procrastination and not just fully standing straight up and walking into the calling. Remember what I mentioned about the practice that I was doing when I was driving in that rideshare operation and talking to people, interviewing them low-key. They didn't know I was interviewing them. I didn't say, hey, I'm interviewing you, but getting feedback from people who were very happy to have been in my presence for a few minutes or a little while and having them affirm something to me that they didn't even know was my intention, which is, hey, girl, you should be talking 
in a bigger way. You should have an audience. You should be speaking. Your voice needs to echo around the world. So, hey, it's happening now. 40 countries and counting. It is happening now. So let us rejoice in growth. Let us rejoice in growth. And we've discussed the why and we've discussed the past of Black in the Garden. So now let's get into the present and then we'll talk a little bit about the future and then we'll just be done and I'll talk to you again in 2022 and wish you the happiest of uh, rest. You thought I was going to say holidays. <laughs> that too, but... <laughs> Okay, okay, let me stay on track. But okay, so the present. Presently, um, pretty simple. Research and development and getting ready for season five, which is all about the past, present, and future of Black people in horticulture. So you'll be hearing all about that, lots and lots about that, because that is the theme. And we will be exploring... Um, uh, different themes with every episode. That's something that we've not specifically done before. The episodes in the past are, um, for the most part, involving guests in conversation, which I love so much. And there will continue to be guests. But this season five, there won't be as many guests because I really want to... Um, challenge myself to learn more and to share that learning with my soil cousins, you all. And so you will see, and <laughs> that's all I can say is you will see. Another thing worth noting about present day Black in the Garden is we have been renewed for season five. Now I already said as much, but I wanted to say it specifically in that way because I just, you know, you know that excitement that you feel when, when your fave is like, yeah, we've been renewed for another season. So <laughs> I meant to say that earlier, but yes, we have been officially renewed. And that is so because I say that it is so, and that's all there is to it. But I have been touring and I'm using air quotes when I say that. And let me just be transparent about that operation. So the Black in the Garden coloring experience is a self-published uh, independently, uh, independent creation of mine that is um, considerate, well, not considerate, it truly is a companion to this podcast. One of the ways that we can, you know, keep ourselves grounded and centered as we are taking in something like this, this very show um, is an activity like coloring. You know, what a great like what a great how many other shows podcasts that you listen to even have that you know what I'm saying it's the creativity for me but uh in it in having been I know words let's let me get them together in being an independent creative meaning I am not um backed by a publisher or some entity that provides like financial backing or resources that um, make it so that I can just show up to places and that's that's how I tour. Not meaning I just show up to places, but meaning 
that there is a team, there are professionals that are handling the logistics behind all of that. That's not something that I have. I was just figuring out logistics on my own. And in the figuring out of the logistics and the getting from one place to the next and going and speaking directly face-to-face -face with uh, bookshop owners um, and botanical institutions and things like that, I really was literally beating the pavement and showing that self-determination of saying, you know what, I was on the East Coast and I was... I started out in Atlanta, went up to North Carolina, on to Baltimore and DC, and then celebrated my two-year anniversary and spent some time in New York, in several boroughs, from Queens to the Bronx to Brooklyn and so forth. But I've most presently, most recently, have just been promoting the Black in the Garden coloring experience as... Um, something that everybody should know about. And um, we're going to talk more about that in greater detail, just in a separate episode, in a separate way. But in doing all of that, moving around, especially trying to like navigate around safely and not get caught up in the rapture of the Rona, um, there was... Th there was a lot going on. And um, there was a lot of positive going on. I got to meet uh, many soil cousins. I got to meet several guests that have been on this very show. Shout out to the chocolate botanist who was just on the very last episode. Um, shout out to the plant blurred, the bloom journey. Um, that is the plant blurred is Camille who was on season one, just like uh, Derek was on season one, but he was also on this most recent season. The Bloom Journey is Nia. She was on a recent episode as well when I had a conversation um, with the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. Um, Mo Hemmings. I did not meet Mo Hemmings in this iteration of the tour, but um, you get what I'm saying. I hope, that, I hope that you heard that episode. But I met many soil cousins and oh my god, how could I just so casually gloss over the fact that I did on November 19th celebrate the two-year anniversary of this very podcast. I literally put out the first episode on a not quite but somewhat random day on in November of 2019 and have not looked back since. So it was incredible to finally get to celebrate in real time in real life with some of my soil cousins, yes, in spite of a pandemic, um, because listen, I sat my ass down for quite some time. And I just got to the point where I was like, listen, people are moving. I need to move. Um, there's a lot going on. But self-determination and in spite of things decided, I want to celebrate this. This is important. And I deserve this. And and so we made it happen. So big shout out to Rob. Uh, you can find him on Instagram as Planter Rob. And all those handles that I just mentioned, those are Instagram handles because we, we keep up a lot on Instagram. But Nia, Rob, and Camille really showed up for me. And uh, Veronica as well. I want to shout out Veronica, who is known as the brown skin as brown skin plant mama. She drove 
to New York, all the way out from Pennsylvania to celebrate <laughs> the second anniversary. I'm not going to cry. I feel it coming on, but I'm not going to do it. And that was just so meaningful to me. So <sighs> I need to gather my emotions on a separate episode and discuss that at that time. But yes, so that happened. Anniversary happened. Celebration happened. Tour unofficially. That was really unofficial, but we are going to make it very official and it will most likely be virtual just because the variants are, they're doing a lot right now. And so we will be announcing more details about how to um, get more information about where to find uh the various stops that we'll be making. It will absolutely be international, by the way. That's worth mentioning. So there's a lot to look forward to. There is a lot to look forward to. Back to that question the in the title. Why do I even bother? Why even bother? Because there are so many people that we have not reached yet. There are soil cousins out there who have not even received their invitation <laughs> to the cookout. Y'all know we love us to cook out. So yeah, look, stay tuned. Like literally stay tuned. There is, you you will not be disappointed. So let's see, let's get into the future. What does the future hold? Um, I'm looking forward to those speaking engagements that I, I believe that I mentioned. And then if I didn't, let me just reiterate. If you're in academia and you are involved in some kind of um, course or program that involves anything botanical, anything cultural as it relates to Black people, then you need to link with me. You need to email me specifically. Just That's an email only thing because that's official business. But I am looking forward to engaging with students and inspiring students in um, colleges and universities, especially HBCUs. If you are at an HBCU, then text me. I'm an HBCU student and I go to this school um, and let me know the program that you're in or a program that is there that um, I can connect with that will, you know, help me to connect with these opportunities because, wow, so many opportunities are right on the horizon, right within my grasp. I can reach them, but I don't know which way to reach. So send me an email and um, let it be known to your professors or deans or whoever it is that makes those connections where you are that um, Cold to Be Talking is ready to talk and to... Um, you know, have panels and discussions and things like that with um, around all of the themes that we've been exploring and that we will be exploring concerning uh, plants, horticulture, Black people, and the whole cultural experience. And um, there's one other thing. Yes, I knew. I knew there was one other thing that is very important to mention is um, a group activity. An assignment, if you will. Uh, I want you to understand this assignment. It's very simple. Here's what I need you to do first. Think of, in your mind's eye, I want you to think locally. I want you to think about where you are right now. The city that you're in or the county, the jurisdiction that you're in. 
somewhere near you, there is a bookstore. Somewhere near you, there is a botanical institution, a botanical garden, a place with a gift shop, a bookshop that is connected to that uh, institution. Somewhere like, you know, if you're in Atlanta, Atlanta Botanical Garden, um, which has more than one location. Did you know that? We'll come back to that another day. But somewhere near you, there's a bookstore. Somewhere near you, there is a botanical garden. Somewhere near you, there is a plant shop, uh, especially a plant shop that sells gifts and books and things. Do you see where I'm going with this? So think of one of those places, at least one. If you got more than one, that's extra credit. But what I want you to do while you have that in your mind's eye is take note, just go to the uh, website, get an email address, okay, or a phone number, and put in an inquiry at this place that is in your mind's eye. Um, we're talking about expansion. We're talking about growth. We're talking about support now and assisting me, this independently published creative, to reach out and to get the Black in the Garden coloring experience on the shelves of that gift shop, that bookstore, that plant shop. There's a lot of calls and emails that I need to make. I'm one person in charge of a uh, very, you know, uh, small team, but every finger and every hand and every heart helps and counts towards expansion. If you are outside of the U.S., especially you, especially you, because this is not something that is limited to the states. Absolutely not. It never has been. That has never been the goal. So if you are in the U.K., if you are in a country in the beautiful and vast continent of Africa, Hit your people up, okay? If you are in uh, one of these beautiful um, countries in South America, or don't don't make me go down the whole list of all the countries <laughs> that are listening. You know who you are, you know where you are, and you know who you can reach out to. So send a call, I mean, send an email or make a call to someone and ask them, hey, have you heard about the Black in the Garden coloring experience? Especially if you already have it. Um, let the people them know about it and, and let them know that they need to get that in their um, bookstores and shops and things. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And that's about as much as I need to share and want to get into at this point without going on and on and on and on and on because it's already been about 40-ish minutes. And um, I know you got festivities or just resting or whatever it is that you're doing. I honor that. I respect that. And I am uh, also honored to be present with you and have you be present with me and listening and supporting and continuing on with me. Why do I even bother? Because you are still here with me and you are going to continue to um, witness the growth that is happening as we speak, as I speak to you. So on that note, I do what I do best 
when I'm wrapping up an episode, which is wishing you love, light, and soil. And good afternoon, good evening, or good night.